0: welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, alongside Tara Hoke Shiro. And one of the things we're going to be talking about today that we're going to start the conversation with is this movie that some think are controversial, and others really don't see a big deal about it. It's on Netflix, it's Cuties, and it's a, a movie that uh, has brought all kinds of varying opinions depending on who you are from some people saying that it is uh, allowing women to young women to explore themselves. Others say it's sexualizing young women. And some say that's just a good movie. It won an award at Sundance 2020. I think the jury award for like film director or something like that. And then others have gone to the point where they've canceled Netflix, the whole movement cancel Netflix, get rid of Netflix, which by the way, did you know that Netflix, I think has 193 million subscribers the basic is $9, so it's like $194 billion a year or something like that that gets through there.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money.
0: A lot of influence. So anyway, so Cuties is the start of the conversation, and then I have a feeling it's going to go down uh, some different paths as we talk about this. And so first off, um, did you see the movie? I've
1: seen clips of it, not, not the entire movie. I've seen clips. What? And I read some articles. Um, what did both you think? pro and con.
0: Okay, so what would you think?
1: Um, from from what I read and from what I saw, I'm kind of like you had mentioned in another um, podcast that you were a little bit more liberal in your music choices, yeah. you know, with the lyrics and stuff. My background um, is I have an English degree and um, a bachelor degree in English and creative writing. So I have a tendency to look at these. I try to look at things a little more objective and not get you know, caught up into the hysteria. Um, I will admit that I had not heard of it because there were so many things going on in the last two weeks. Um, in the media wise that yeah. it was like, there were so many things that were overpowering that this, um, uh, particular controversy, um, among the thousand controversies in the last two weeks, this one didn't hit my radar. So I did look it up. Um, I did look at some articles and from what I can tell, um, you know, I don't. I don't think it's productive to get into the hype either on either um, side and start slinging arrows, which I saw people doing um, in the articles that I read. And so, I don't think that that's very productive. But there have been, you know, coming-of-age movies um, for decades, and and movies about um, trying to find yourself, and and so the storyline is not new. Um, the director. Um I don't know how to pronounce her name decor Decoré, or I yeah, know she's uh from right, yeah in French yeah, yeah no Singleese and French Singalese. and um so she said you know this is her story in a lot of ways that she um brought her experiences to this story and to the screen she interviewed over a hundred girls in Paris and asked them about their experience um and they, a lot of them were reporting that they were watching things on TikTok, watching things on Instagram, and then they were trying to mimic this, which is what we were talking about last week, you know, with the what video. Um, so I don't, for me personally, I don't think this is anything new um, because, you know, we have movies like Fame. We have movies like, um, you know, the, certainly the series Dance Moms. I don't know if you've watched that, but that, that was a... I watched several episodes of Dance Moms and that was, like, frightening <laughs> to watch because it's the same thing. It's these little girls in in these costumes and they're being, um, they have, you know, the, the provocative dance moves. But then the other element to the Dance Moms was that this owner of the dance clinic was very rough and very mean and very um, hard on the girls and abusive. And so, and then she en- ended up um, going to jail. But... So there's a lot of movies that are like this and even something as benign as Footloose is still the same same type of thing where you're struggling between these two cultures. And in, you know, in Footloose it was between, you know, Christian and, and maybe more, you know, secular the secular, they were wanting to, you know, dance. Um, and it was kind of brought in a semi sort of benign way. But then you have a movie like Cutie's when it's um not so benign, but very familiar um, theme in which girls, you know, in this particular, she was caught between the Muslim world and then her father was going to marry a second wife. And so he was bringing polygamy into the family. And so she was caught between the struggle of being a traditional Muslim lady and then being with her friends um, and getting caught up in, you know, in this dance group with her friends and the struggle between these two very oppressive um societies in her mind and and you know hopefully finding something a balance in between but she was bouncing between these two oppressive um ways of 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 coming into adulthood and so in that respect i you know when you look at it the way i think that the director intended it um i don't see as as much of a problem with it
0: so basically the premise of the movie, for those that might not know, the girls in the movie are ages between 12 and 14, roughly. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the controversy, They're young women. And at the end scene, it's basically, if you know, Pussycat Dolls, that's what it reminded me of. The end scene was like the Pussycat Dolls, but for these tweens. And so, um, and like you said, it's about her, her journey. But these are some of the things that I guess people were concerned with, okay? There's a scene in there where the girls are watching porn. And they're talking about it, and one of them says, oh, that's rape, that's rape. And so they're bringing up this violent porn that they're watching on TV. Um, another one was uh, where they're talking about oral sex. This is how you do it, this is how not you do it. And again, you're talking about the age of the girls having watched porn, oral sex. Um, one girl, the lead, uh, I think her name is Amy, but I think it's Ami, is how they pronounce it. And uh, she takes pictures of her private parts and puts it online, social media. And shares it. And so that's the whole thing. And then the underlining theme became it's a movie that could trigger pedophilia. Because you have these these young girls in uh, provocative dance, sexualized dance moves um, with these scenes and conversations. And then that's going to trigger the pedophilia aspect of it. So what I read and saw and heard from the various things that I did research on was the pedophilia perspective like there was a scene in there where um, the girl, one of the girls picked up a, a, a condom, I guess, somewhere and was using it and didn't know what it was. And so then there was like, okay, now you're using – now girls are in a sexual environment and they don't know what they're even doing. And so then that allows for them to be taken advantage of in even a further case because they don't know. And so these are some of the things that um, – the criticisms of why people were outraged by the movie is because it was underage girls – that were being sexualized in different manners, through dance and through other things, and that opens the door for them to be taken advantage of and abused. And in this day and age, especially now, over the last uh, couple of months, we've seen plenty of news headlines where sex trafficking rings have been busted up. And so that's kind of a perspective that a lot of people that I read, cause I stayed off of the mainstream. Like I didn't do any research on the mainstream media. I went deeper into some of these other areas of, uh, you know, family, uh, coalitions and, and, uh, you know, save the kids type things, you know, things like that to get even more information about what people were thinking and seeing about this movie. And so that's what the, the feedback that they were saying was, it's just an exploitation. And when you look at the director, she was saying something to the effect of that, you know, she wanted to bring awareness to the sexualization of girls. But yet then the criticism was, well, while you're sexualizing girls, if you're trying to break, uh, bring awareness to that, it was almost like saying, was one comment and I don't know how true this would be, but it's like, so you want to rape somebody to bring about an awareness of rape.
1: So, yeah. And I, (laughs) um, that's a, those are valid points on one hand and they're not valid on the other. Valid because in order to show something, you have to do it on TV, right? You have to film it in order to show it. And so you are, we are bringing that, um, onto our screen and it's like, okay, now you're forcing us to watch a rape or you're forcing us to watch, you know, these, these girls dancing or or whatever. So that is a valid point, but where it becomes not valid is because, um, I did read, see a lot of the stuff that you're talking about. A lot of that, um, is purported to come from QAnon. Save the children is, is a lot of the, stuff coming from QAnon, which is a lot of conspiracy theory stuff, which I personally don't agree with or um, buy into. Um, Yes, there is sex trafficking going on all around the United States. um, And there have been several busts, but, but to, but to pin this particular movie and say that, um, that this is feeding into that, I think is um, talking out of both sides of our mouths because there are so many movies starting with, you know, yeah, like I mentioned several times that I watch Turner Classic movies all the time, and um, there are some pretty graphic rapes um, in the Westerns. A um, couple of Clint Eastwood movies, There's some pretty graphic rapes that, that were portrayed. Um, there are rapes that are being portrayed in current movies, you know, 12 Years a Slave. Um, th- there's just this... I don't think that this movie is like the only it's, it's because they're, it's that they're acting as if it's a singular, you know, movie. We have a plethora of, like I said, dance moms. There's, there wasn't seemed to be any outrage on that, but there's a lot of outrage to be on that show. I mean, it's the same thing. It's girls. And I think that we can't deny that. And we've talked about it in several podcasts on this show that that is what is going on is that the story of girls you know watching um things on TikTok or what we just talked about it you know last week and and then trying to emulate it um and especially you know in the dance world we talked about at the Super Bowl show um you know the halftime shows so of this year so i i think that the critique is is valid in a sense, but then not valid in the sense that they're picking on this one movie and not talking about the – like if they're going to say, you know, why show us a – if you want to talk about rape, why show us a rape? I mean there's a hundred movies that we could point to.
0: But does that make it okay?
1: No, it doesn't make it okay, but it ruins the credibility when when this crowd – picks on this movie and says, oh my gosh, we've got to get, well, then you got to get rid of a hundred or a thousand other movies and songs as well. I don't think that this is a singular, this movie is like so like outrageous. I think it's one in a hundred or one in a thousand. And if they, if we want to talk about the sexualization of women, then we should talk about it. Um, I'm not saying we, I'm talking about society. society. Maybe. We should talk about it as a whole, because it's the sexualization of went, like we talked about the Carl's junior commercial. I Mm -hmm. mean, we talked about, so they're not bringing out, they're picking and choosing, which to me is very suspect. So I think, um, I think
0: one difference though, is the age.
1: The age is young, but again, if it's, they're telling the story of how these young girls, um, are coming up through life. And so I I don't, not that I think, and I'm not saying that it's that it's okay to, you know, they did say I did read an article that said that they had a counselor on set. They were working with the French government with the Child Protective Services, you know, with the French government. So they were not doing this under the radar. It was it. They were doing it in a protective way. Does that make it okay? I don't know. Um, but I think that we're. I, I'm. I'm just not. I think that if we were, if we're going to talk about you know, a movie raising, you know, pedophilia, I think that we can talk about a hundred movies.
0: Well, the other thing, the other issue it brings up, and there's two things, one, is there a difference between sexuality in other countries compared to the US? Okay.
1: Well, they were, they were looking, these French girls, um, according to the hundred girls that she interviewed for the movie and asked their stories, they were, Looking on TikTok and Instagram and using American music, so America is definitely.
0: No, but the way we portray. So, for example, in France, I've heard that television is a little bit more liberal with yes. body parts that they show. Yes. Where here, you know, we see the Super Bowl, and it's like the FCC was lit up with complaints about right. obscenities. Okay, right. so now you're talking about somebody who's from Senegal and French, uh, France. Mm-hmm. So you know, you've got a component of a film that's being made overseas where the sexualization of people, just sexuality in general, is a little bit more, uh, I would say, loose. I don't say liberal, but maybe loose than what we do, what we have here. Mm -hmm. And so are they looking at it through that perspective? And is that why maybe America is a little bit more offended by it? And then, two, also you said this particular movie, but doesn't it take one time uh, or one thing to get a movement going? For example, with the Me Too movement, you know, for years, Hollywood – the producers and people like Harvey Weinstein—they were taking advantage of young actresses. Some would go to the point of saying they were raping them, sexually assaulting them, okay, in mm-hmm. promise to give them movie careers, mm-hmm. okay. And so then it took uh, whether it was Alyssa Milano, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, some of these celebrities then came out and said, "I was a victim," then "I was a victim," then "I was a victim." So it took one to step up, one incident to step up, one person to step up, one defining moment to start change. So when you say one movie and we have all these other movies, well, could this be the one movie that then uh, is the catalyst to change that people might want to have and see.
1: It could be, but I think in our communication um, skills as a society, which really is bugging me a lot these days, we have a tendency to go to these polar extremes and because a group is, is screaming pedophilia, um, we have to look at that honestly and say, okay, is this what is it that they're talking about, and what is it um, that they are, you know, complaining against? And then we have this other, you know, group that's saying that this is the director's story that um, it's it's loosely based on her experience growing up as a child. It's based on the girls that she interviewed in Paris, you know, their experience in life, um, and so they're portraying on the screen these two systems of oppression. And she's looking at the traditional, in her view, the traditional religious oppression of becoming a traditional, you know, Muslim woman. These are her words, not mine. And then the oppressive of um, sexualizing and, um, you know, objectifying our bodies. And so both of those are, are oppressions. And so we have to look at the film, I, you know, in each project based on its own merits without this, like, the, because it, no one's going to be happy with anything, right? You're always going to make somebody upset with everything that you do. So we have to look at the, see what's really going on here, and um. Like you know, like I said, they're they're not. If they're going to call out things in this movie, then I think that they should call it out in general, and not just pick like one movie to rail it's suspect to me, honestly, because they're not talking about, I didn't see anything. It was just all, you know, pedophilia. I didn't see anything about, um, and they were picking out the salacious things in the movie. So it's like, well, what about the actual story that was trying to be told? Like there's no, um, there was no critique on the actual storyline or, or, or if there was any validity to the actual storyline or what was it that the director was trying to, was trying to portray? It was just, oh my gosh, this is, you know, pedophilia, and therefore it's got to go. I don't think that that's a productive conversation. I think there's more that needs to be put on the table um, that, you know, it reminds me, like when I was at at CSUN, I was getting my English degree, and we had, there was this one professor who liked to give us provocative material to read, and I was hugely offended by this material um, because it was a lot of... Um, we were reading stories that had a lot of sex acts in them that were not, um, they were like above and beyond over the top, like porn, um, a lot of pornographic stuff. And, and it was offensive because it's like, why do we have to, but the literary content of it was like that character had to be, you know, that way the, the, this character had to react that way. Do I agree that we needed to read that story? In order to understand a literary um, tool, no, we could have learned it from a different story. Um, so I, I, I don't. I try. I'm trying to look at it objectively and not get sucked into the hysteria. Um, and I think that there are valid elements to the story that that people are missing. And, the, and that's the reality that this is what's happening in our younger generation, that they're looking on TikTok, they're trying to, you know, emulate these dance moves, they're trying to be sexy like the older adult women that they see. Um, and we can't ignore that. We cannot ignore that that is, you know, we are as a society playing into this and that that's not what is brought out in the critique either. They're not looking at our responsibility and saying, well, wait a second, are we as a society actually feeding into this? Are we... Look at our movies. Look at our commercials. Look at the Carl's Junior commercial. Like we are, we're we're putting this out in the society, and then we're saying, "Oh my gosh, there's a movie that shows that how girls like, you know, fall into that." That's talking out of both sides of your mouth to me. Honestly, I, I don't. But that's this doesn't what, make sense to me. But that's where
0: society has come. You can take any issue, and you see people talking out of the both sides yeah. of your mouth. Yeah, and but so we, we that's don't acknowledge that. We but don't. See, but, we
1: need to acknowledge. Of it. Of
0: course, but that's why. Maybe, like I said, it takes one incident, one movie, one thing to start a change, and so maybe some people are trying to think of this as that one thing to make change. Here's one thing that I thought was quite disturbing, because we were talking about, like you mentioned, girls will watch things, young girls will watch things, and then they'll try to mimic them, Mm -hmm. okay? So there was a scene where the girls went into a laser tag, they snuck in, Mm -hmm. and they got caught by security, and security wanted to throw him out. Well, they started accusing the security guard of groping and raping, or not raping, but groping and inappropriately touching, which he did nothing of, and calling him a pervert mm-hmm. when the other security guard showed up, okay? And so this false accusation of inappropriate touching and groping You know, and then they were able to get off. You know, they started doing some sexy dancing and then the security has told them to get out because Mm -hmm. the security guard wanted to call the parents, Mm -hmm. you know, and threatened calling the parents and so forth. And so they used not only sexualization in getting out of it, but also false accusations of something. And so if you're talking about mimicking and you're starting to talk about people see something, that becomes very dangerous because what other girl is going to walk into a situation where they're in the wrong, for example, and start to accuse somebody of uh, misconduct. And then that person who's completely innocent is in trouble because of something he never did just because the girl cries, you know, inappropriate touching.
1: Yeah, it's not okay. I mean, I'm not, I I don't think that it's okay. But again, if we're going to make that claim, which is a valid claim, that same scenario, again, is in a hundred other movies and stories right it, and that should just, be called out it should be called out but but because we're calling out one and not the other hundred um because that is how we i mean look we have a um a president that is lying on a daily basis and giving us examples of lying on a daily basis so I, no to, to, do we should we act that way in society no should we falsely accuse people no should we but just to say i mean there's there's cigarette smoking, there's drinking, there's rape, there's one night stands, there's all kinds of stuff in movies that are not okay. Not okay. TV shows, um, series, there's just all kinds of things that are not okay. And, and we, um, we don't call those out, we accept it. Um, and then there's like one movie that we're like railing against. It's like, well, wait a second. What about all these other like cheerleader movies? What about all the other dance movies? What about all the other, you know, things that, that are the same genre? This isn't a one-off movie. This is a genre. This, this movie fits into a genre that, um, is, is talking to all the other movies that have come before it. Is it okay? No, but, but to say that this is, you know, somehow feeding into pedophilia which all those other movies were not i mean look at um the, the movie with brooke shields years ago and she was on an island like blue, blue lagoon, blue lagoon yeah. right they were saying that that was you know pedophilia um
0: maybe it was i never saw there's, it, a, long, maybe it was. there's a
1: long history yeah. of things that that can be considered you know pedophilia in movies a very long history so i was watching a movie. Well. There were adults, so I guess I won't bring that one up. But um, there's there's a long history of it. And so I just have a problem with, um, if you know, if the critics want to talk about this movie, fine. But talk about it in the conversation with the other movies that are doing the same thing. With the other movies that are also showing us graphic scenes or, you know, things to prove the point. And it's, this is not, this is not the first, this is like a thousandth and, and it's not going to be the last. And even on our TV shows, like there like on a network, you know, I was, I mentioned several times, um, that I've been on, um, uh, TV shows. One of them was scandal and even on scandal, you know, I was in the white house press corps, but I was watching a, a, a scene, another scene in the show. And they were like, literally, you know, very graphically taking you know the guy was taking the girls women's clothes off in the parking garage and having sex so i (laughs) we need to talk about it as a whole and not just this one you know the critics are are, you know railing against this one movie it's a it's a conversation that is wide far-reaching and widespread
0: and that's why we're talking about it but i still think it goes back to the, the fact that a you're dealing with underage girls and right there but There's you're talking
1: issue. about that. You're talking about what people see and what they emulate on TV. So we, as adults, are not emulating good stuff, and well, kids are that, watching. Exactly, things and that's all why. The the, well,
0: that's why the conversation needs to be had, and that's why this could be something that affects change, just like any other thing that has come along that has affected change. You know, because you're dealing with something that has caught the public eye. Okay, this is something. Okay, you mentioned Scandal, for example. I've never seen it, so I don't know anything about it. Maybe there's other people that haven't seen it and know nothing about it. You take a look at the Blue Lagoon. You know, that was pre, I don't know when it was in the 70s maybe. Mm-hmm. So that was pre, you know, television. Uh, you only had the basic channels at that time, and I don't think it ever made it to TV. Um, who knows if it ever made it to TV? I don't know. Maybe its uh, it did at it some point. It doesn't matter. It's but, still- but the thing is, it's exposure too. So if people would have seen that early on, maybe they would have had a... Uh, there
1: was a scandal about it, and it, there was an issue when it came out. I The only reason I pointed that out is because it, this is nothing...
0: So then where was the pushback? Then? There did, was did people pushback. get did, did people that supported the movie, did they push back? Because that's the other thing, too. The other thing I find interesting about this movie is that people have criticized it, and then those people that have criticized it are now getting criticized in a counterattack. And so why, why should there be a, a counterattack... If there's supposed to be a conversation, so why are people being criticized? So you brought up what what QAnon? QAnon. Okay, QAnon. So yeah, I did a little bit of research on that, you know, and they automatically attack it as a right wing conspiracy that creates. And so why are you labeling something? Okay, dismissing a group. I don't know anything about them except for what I read uh, a little bit on the internet as far as who they are. So why would you automatically dismiss somebody that is opposed to pedophilia as a right wing conspiracy that believes in X Y Z and dismiss them? Well, I mean, so that's the conversation so- <laughs> that is going on. You know, <laughs> you mentioned there's
1: a lot more. There's a lot more behind it that that they're the, um, that they're doing, but but the message might- of
0: pedophilia and having stopped it is just as important as anybody else that comes out. It's the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement comes out and says, we need to stop these producers from taking advantage of young women. You have, what is it, Corey Feldman for years has been talking about how he has been abused in Hollywood, how young children actors have been abused in Hollywood. So again, there's an underlining theme, but everybody dismissed Corey Feldman instead of saying, okay, maybe there's some validity to this. Just like people would dismiss other women in Hollywood saying, no, Harvey Weinstein didn't do any of this stuff. Bill Cosby didn't do any of this stuff. You know, these people didn't do anything of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, one person came out and said, yes, it happened to me. Then the next one said, yes, it happened to me, too. And then all of a sudden, oh, me, too. And now you got many people coming out. And those that dismissed it and said, no, it would never happen, now are like, oh, wait, maybe it did happen. And it kind of opened their eyes to a problem that they dismissed earlier. But because one person took a stand or one incident came out, people started to realize and it took the veil off the whole thing that was going on behind the curtain to reveal, oh, there's a problem here that needs to be addressed.
1: Yeah. I think the difference, um, that I see with the the QAnon conspiracies as opposed to what you're saying, um, is that I was, um, let's take Pizzagate for example. they, they, made up the story that this pizza place was selling kids, right? And they had them in their dungeon in the back of the pizza parlor. And, um, it turned out to, uh, not be true. And, and they were saying that people would order a pizza with certain toppings or certain flavors or whatever, and that would be ordering a specific kid, right? And then they had these. Um, so then this guy, you know, takes it upon himself to drive across state lines and go into the place with a machine gun and, and, or a gun, a long gun, and he goes into the place and he can't find any of the kids because they weren't there. And so it, it, it turned out to be this huge um, conspiracy theory that just wasn't true. There, It just wasn't true. And this poor pizza guy, um, if it wasn't for the community coming in and saving them, um, you know... He didn't do anything. He wasn't a part of anything. And, and so I think, I think our conversation as a society has gotten so, um, polarized. And what I mean by polarized is that we, we have a tendency to argue from the opposite ends of the issue. So if somebody says, um, you know, we bring up, you know, pedophilia, which is, you know, a real thing in the world, um, so if somebody brings that up, then they're, they're attacked. And what you mean by that counterattack is that people are, are talking to each other from the polar ends of any topic. So when we look at this movie, we're talking about, you know, the polar ends are like, okay, there's nothing wrong with this movie and this movie encourages pedophilia, right? We're talking to each other from those polar ends. We're not talking to each other, like I've said several times in this conversation, you have a valid point, you have a valid point, you have a valid point. And we don't hear that with each other. We All we hear are the, um, the, the okay, they don't agree with me. And so, you know, I, whether this movie provokes men to, you know, have pedophilia um, emotions when they watch this movie, I don't know, I'm not a man. I can't say one way or the other. And therefore, should the movie have been made or not, I don't know. That's something that we need to talk about. But when we talk, but when we... When we argue from the polar ends, all we're doing is slinging arrows from from the extreme opposites of the conversation. And and the reason why that happens is because nobody is willing to concede, okay, well, you have a good point about this. You have a good point about that. And the, the more that we are afraid to do that, that's when we're coming at each other from the opposite ends of the of the table. And we need to come into the middle and say, okay, this is a good point. That you have. This is a good point that you have. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about that one or this one. But what? A, let's look at this one and this. And then put all these things on the table. We're not willing to do that. It's just defend, 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 defend my position. With all of these like I read this and I saw that. That doesn't get us anywhere. We have to. And like so none of the the comments that I read about the the critique of the movie. None of them had any. Didn't even talk about the storyline. And that's a problem to me like do you is is it valid that maybe this is you know pedophilia sure i'm willing to to have that conversation but i don't see any critique from the critics where they're actually talking about, okay, what is it that the director is trying to do? We think this is pedophilia, but what is the storyline? What is she trying to do? What is she trying to portray? Why did she interview a hundred girls? Why did she have child protective services involved? You know, from the gun? Why did she have counselor's on? Like, how did she film the movie? Did these girls feel like they were being exploited during the filming of the movie? Let's ask all of those questions before we just come in and be like, Oh my God, it's pedophilia. And I don't want to hear anything else. To me, that ruins credibility.
0: But see, it's also a cultural thing because you mentioned, you know, something happening like Pizza Gate. Well, you can think back to the '80s with the McMartin preschool scandal here in Los Angeles, where a mother accused a preschool of sexually abusing their kid, mm-hmm. and that turned into child sacrifice, devil worshiping, secret caves under the preschool and all this like really out there accusations. Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, it turned out the, the, the school went on trial. It was a family owned school. The people went on trial. They were found not guilty. And it turned out the mother who started the accusations was schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. OK, so a schizophrenic mom created in her mind mm-hmm. these things. And then all the other parents started to adapt to this thought that, oh, maybe my kid was abused. And they started reading into things mm-hmm. that weren't there, mm-hmm. and it caused this huge thing. You can go watch the uh, Duke lacrosse rape scandal. How, again, another thing where there was somebody who made accusations that turned out to be false. A story, a... a uh, a reporter for a Boston newspaper who had been a survivor of sexual assault had to admit because she accused them and tried them in the, in the press and in the media. And she had to apologize at the end because they were not guilty because the lady, the the victim made it up, Mm -hmm. but she had to apologize because her experience made it so that they were guilty. Oh, they had to be guilty. So you're proving my point. So so we
1: have this genre of people, QAnon included in my opinion, Um, genre of of included, we have this history of people accusing people. The the Atlanta bombers the same thing. The guy that was accused of doing the Atlanta bombing, Richard Jewell, he was falsely accused and he didn't do anything. So we have this genre, we have this thing in our society where people falsely accuse people of doing things and they create all kinds of calamity for the people. And um and it's a mess it's an absolute mess and so i'm glad you brought that up because it shows that that we do have a history of a society of making accusations before we understand the facts before we you know look at like okay is this woman you know schizophrenic does she have you know what else is going on here and and you know now we're so um we're so attuned to like jump to the, you know people being guilty you know first without actually asking a lot of questions It's a very – it's a phenomenon in our society that is very dangerous. And and when we, like, talk to each other from the polar ends of the argument, that's going to continue. When we refuse to get into the middle, like we have talked about multiple times on this show, there's a lot of gray area. It's not just – and we've talked about, you know, abortion. It's not just – that. there's, like, a whole history going on with the the lady or the girl, the woman – that needs to be, you know, taken into consideration too. And so you're right. You're right to bring that up, that there's a whole lot of, um, there's that phenomenon in our society is, um, awful because it does destroy a lot of lives and we have a tendency to jump on the bandwagon and then we're like, Oh, but you know, before we even know what we're talking about. And pretty soon we start spreading this stuff all over the internet and, and it's just a storm and people are being damaged.
0: See, I think too, the other thing you gotta realize too is we're conditioned to it. Because look at, you mentioned the the president, look at the political climate. Everybody jumps on and accuses a political party or a political opponent of something Mm -hmm. without facts, without proof, and everybody buys into it. Okay? Look at the uh, Supreme Court nominations as of late and all the accusations that flew. Okay? There was no evidence of this. You know, that people could see in some cases, in some cases, in other cases, people outright denied it. And yet people still think that, oh, that had to be it because so-and-so told me.
1: I'm sorry. What are you? Um, there was Supreme Court. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh
0: and Gorsuch. Yeah. OK. So mainly Brett Kavanaugh. Everyone accused him automatically. But then on the flip side, OK, since you brought the president, someone accuses Joe Biden and they dismiss it. So talking about out talking about... No, I personally out. don't. No, no, but I'm just saying yeah. people. So, so, so yeah. you talk about talking about out both sides of your mouth, mm-hmm. but what condition to it? Mm-hmm. Look at the mask. I mean, look how divided people were about mm-hmm. masks and any mm-hmm. other thing that we've talked about over mm-hmm. the last few months. And we've gotten to the point where, yeah, you have to take a stand... And it's either A or B and there's no middle ground. And we've been trying to push the issue. And that's one of the reasons why I thought that this might be a good conversation because there is a lot of polarization out there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of things out there that people are looking at. I was talking to a couple of people and had them look at it, at the film and say, what's your, you know, perspective of it? And they didn't think, think anything was wrong with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of, if you break it down into, um, categories, demographics, parents of young kids are more offended, uh, Women are less offended. Uh, if you're a single woman, you might be less offended by the film. And so it also depends on where you're coming from because people don't want their young kids to see these movies and emulate these dance moves. I mean, you mentioned TikTok. I'm starting to see um, people, parents, because a lot of moms have gone on TikTok through the pandemic, but a lot of moms will post something, or even dads will post something, and their young toddler, their young you know impressionable kid mm-hmm. is repeating yeah. what they're saying and they're, and they're like okay wait a minute I need to stop having my kid around yeah, when exactly. I do this stuff you exactly. know there was a little baby I wish I would have saved it but it was actually kind of funny because I'm sure it was innocent and it could just be baby natural baby movements when they're learning to crawl and stuff but a baby was actually doing the wop on the ground when she was like you know doing her thing and the mom was like oh my gosh I need to stop playing these things in front of her okay so point taken that people are Are easily influenced, Mm -hmm. they want to mimic what's out there because they want to be popular, they want to be viral, they want to be accepted. People will take a stance. It's The hardest thing to do right now is take a political stance that is opposite of what everybody else has because you're going to get criticized for it. Take a stance on anything and you're going to criticize for it. Mm -hmm. People would rather be with somebody or in a group, group think, than stand alone on their own because they just want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with a society of people that have a hard time thinking for themselves, standing on their own, and then making their own choices. I mean, you can go and watch the movie yourself, and you can make up your own opinion on it. You don't have to listen to me. don't have to listen to Terry. don't have to listen to the critics. You don't have to listen to anybody. You go decide for yourself whether or not you think it's X, Y, or Z. And then you can know and take it for yourself. But I think that the the two things that I think that should come of this is, yeah, all the things you mentioned with those movies and stuff, I've kind of gotten away from movies. I've kind of gotten away from uh, dealing with uh, television and things because it's gotten to the extreme and it seems to be getting more like speaking out of both sides of your mouth. It's getting more and more and more down that rabbit hole as the same people who are producing content are preaching out against the very same thing that they're doing. For example, if you take the gun situation, a lot of celebrities will protest guns, say we don't need guns in America, yet what do they do? They go and make violent movies about killing people and shooting people. Okay, case in point. And so what we're doing is we're continuing to listen to people that are doing the exact opposite of what they're saying, and now it's causing confusion, and it's causing people then to probably have to take a stance one way or the other because there is a lot of uh, hypocrisy and hypocritical actions that are going on in society that we're getting from All these outlets now that we didn't used to have before. So you talk about the Blue Lagoon, you had to go to the movie to see it. Maybe you read a newspaper or two if it was in the LA Times, New York Times, or whatever city you lived in. And that was all that you would get your source of information from. Now you can get your source of information from anything and everything, and it's not even verified. I mean, things are just being put out there, and people are just believing it or not believing it based on whatever they think. Or whatever their friends say, or they see on Twitter, or whatever other social media outlet that they or are reading. Or a
1: podcast like or this. Or a podcast.
0: <laughs> but again, the difference comes back to you, go we and to investigate say that it for we're yourself. A part of it. Yeah, but, but the difference is go, go investigate for yourself and figure it out for yourself what it is, and then make your own decision on it. Because I could tell you, oh, don't go watch it because of XYZ, because there's, you know, sexually provocative movements, or because, you know, a potential underage girl flashes somebody and shows her, you know, breasts. Um, or whatever. Or, like you said, you could take and say, no, you should go see it because it's this journey of somebody. Well, instead of listening to me or listening to, go see it for yourself if you want to. And then you decide.
1: Well, let me, let me jump in here because you, you. Put out about twenty different topics that we could follow. Um, let me let me just land on this one. Um, I don't think I'm not certainly not here to say you should or should not see the the movie. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not um, saying I'm not banning it. I'm not saying either way. Um, but I do think that there's another element that we have to pay attention to, and that is that something that I brought up last week um, or two weeks ago about the movie Straight Out of Compton. And that was the story of the NWA and how they got um, started and then this whole controversy and their songs, you know, F the police. And um, this movie, I would say straight out of Compton and um, this movie are kind of sort of in the same genre in that they are depicting real life. And in order to show real life, you have to mimic, you have to put the actors through the paces of, of so that we can see you know, their version of real life, right? Mm-hmm. So we can argue, and we've argued, or not you and me, but um, in my classes, in my English classes, we argued a lot about this because there's a, say, for example, in the African-American com- African community, um, they have not, over the course of history, have not had um, the the roles in movies were not... Um, as good as the, what white people have. So a lot of black people were portrayed as waiters and waitresses and servants. And um, they didn't, they weren't the the main character or the woman of the house or the man of the house or whatever they were. And so the argument in class was if they don't want to be portrayed that way, then why would the actor put themselves in a position where they are portraying a character that they do not like? And the answer is because they wanted to work. This was the only way to work that was the only, like if these were the movie roles that were available to African Americans at the time, that's the role that they took, even though they were like, gosh, I am so sick and tired of being the maid. Why can I not be the lady of the house? Right. Why can I not have some respect on screen? But they were still paving the way for African Americans to have those roles eventually. And they, um, and so we can say the same thing about some of these other movies. It's like, it's like, well, if we don't, if rape is so awful, why are we portraying it so that we all watch rape on TV or in the movies constantly? Why are we doing that? And, you know, with the NWA, it's like, okay, that was a specific story about a specific group of men who were um, standing up against the neighborhood that they were in. Now, we can take that movie out of that context and be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. The lyrics are horrible. This is awful. We need to get this off the air because people um, should not be going around saying F the police. I agree with you. That is a valid point. But we also have to look at it as what is their particular story, what is their particular experience in the hood in the United States in that particular time and place. And I think this movie, um, The Cuties, is, is another indication of, okay, what is the struggle that this director was trying to depict between her Muslim faith and then her dad that was bringing in a second wife and then this other culture of, of another oppressive culture of objectifying learning how to objectify your body and um, you know your sexuality. And so we have to be able to look at things as they were meant. Now, can we have critiques about them? About okay, this is dangerous. This is da, da, da. absolutely. But let's talk about the movie first, and let's talk about what is going on, what was the intent of the movie, and what is the movie trying to, the story that is trying to tell, first. And I think that gets lost in a lot of critique in music. And I think it gets lost in books. I think it gets. We're just all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, this is awful. But okay, but wait a second. <laughs> What is it? What is it first and foremost trying to say to us? And what is it telling us about the culture? And what is it? And and this movie is telling us a lot about our culture, not only in Paris, but here in the United States, that we are part of the problem. And that's what the critique that that I just have to shake my head and then it just like loses all credibility because they're not owning their part of the problem. We're not owning the part of the problem that we as a country are putting out material that is telling young girls, this is your goal. This is what you should be when you grow up. Every magazine cover, every commercial, everybody on TV is drop dead gorgeous. You have to look a certain way. And this is your ideal. Even the Barbie dolls that we have and all the different, um, toys or or whatever is telling girls that you have to look this way. You have to behave this way. You have to dress this way. Otherwise you're not accepted and we're doing that as a society. This movie's not doing it. This movie is just portraying that reality. And so we have to be able to have that discussion and and I think that the reason why the critiques are getting critiqued is because we're not no one seems to be willing to have that conversation in the middle about what is actually going on and what is it telling us and what is our part in the story? What are we doing to perpetuate the storyline and we're doing a lot as the United States, we are doing a heck of a lot to perpetuate that storyline.
0: See, there's two things that people missed out. I thought, in my opinion, one, there was a scene apparently somewhere in the movie, because like I said, I kind of watched it, but I fast forward, kind of go through it because um, I, I just really wasn't interested in the whole concept of the movie itself because I'm not one to jump on these bandwagons, but I thought it'd be something to talk about. And I like to watch it before I talk about it so I know something. So some scenes I would kind of, you know, fast forward through and then get to the next change of scenery and then watch it. But there was a scene where apparently she stole the, a phone from somebody. Um, I don't know, I couldn't, couldn't make out who the relationship was. It was like um, a sibling. I don't think it was a sibling. I think it was just somebody she knew, an older guy, a young man. And he thought she had lost the phone, but she really hoarded it so she can watch these videos of the dancing and stuff. Okay. So at the end, toward the end of the movie, he finds out that she has his phone. So she wants, he wants the phone back from her. So she was reluctant to get the phone back. There's a struggle. He grabs the phone away. She then now starts to undress and become provocative. Like, Hey, I'll sleep with you if you let me keep the phone. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he leaves and, you know, calls her out on it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a huge statement because the guy could have fully taken advantage of her, but he was like, no, that's not right. I'm going to stay away from that. At least that's the, how I got from it. And then the other thing that was even more important is that you mentioned the polygamy aspect of it. I think that was the thing that kind of, I don't want to say triggered, but got her into this spinning of what's going on because it's, like you said, it was a Muslim family and what she was brought up with values and and her upbringing. And then all of a sudden she's going to introduce, get introduced to this new, I guess, mom, I guess, I guess they're a mom. I don't know. You know, if you have a second wife, is it a mom? So another mom. Mm -hmm. And so now this whole world of this young child was just boom, you know, exploded with like, what is this? I can't process this. And this is my outlet. Mm -hmm. So the, that whole thing I thought was missed that, you know, as adults, taking responsibility for your actions and what you do is going to affect your kids, which then in turn might have them act a certain way because they're trying to process their emotions, their feelings, what's going on. And I think, um, and I think that was portrayed at the end because originally, I think it's the mom. I get confused because there's so many women in it. But I think it was the birth mom that originally was condemning the girl, Ami, um, And the grandma stepped in at one time. And then at the end, when the, the girl comes home and she's in her provocative dance outfit, the grandma jumps all over her. What have you done? You're, you're breaking Muslim tradition. I can't believe this. And then the mom steps in and says, hey, back off. She's my daughter. It's okay. And takes her and embraces her. And then they go into the room. And so that right there is something that I think people missed and all the controversy was the fact that as parents as older adults as mentors as people in authority over kids the way you respond the re- the way you act and the way you you are people are watching the young people today are watching and if they're going to mimic anything they're going to mimic what you do you know there was a TikTok video of a guy and this little toddler starts swearing the f-word and the dad is like I need to stop doing that you know, and he puts this on a TikTok video. It's actually kind of funny, but it's not. Um, but that's the point. You know, people are starting to realize that what we do, what we say, how we are, influences other people. It could be adults. It could be kids, but mainly younger people. And then they're going to react. You know, it's kind of like the abusive kid becomes the abusive parent. It's like we emulate what we know, what we see. And to break that cycle, it's going to take us to do that. So if we don't like something... Then we maybe need to stop doing it. If we don't, maybe stop watching it. Maybe stop, you know, listening to it. Whatever the case may be. We need to take that responsibility because our lives and what we do are going to impact other people. And how do we want those other people to be impacted? And then, like you said, you have to have the dialogue because without the conversation, you can't get anywhere. You know, it was like, um, the philosophers of the old days. I like to use this, you know, uh, they all had different views on things, different thoughts, different ideas. And instead of just sitting there and fighting amongst each other, they would sit there and come together and they'd talk about it. They'd talk about the different philosophies. When you study philosophy, that's all it is. It's so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. It's kind of like psychology. Freud said this, that guy said that. you know. And so you start to learn what these people and their thoughts and their ideologies were. And But the philosophers of the old days, they would come together and they actually talk and try to get more enlightenment, more understanding, and they'd use each other's opinions and they wouldn't sit there and fight. We've come the complete opposite now where we just sit here not you and I, but people in general. And we can't take a simple thing as a mask without going to civil war.
1: You know, that is so true. And I think that because we, um, there's a lot of fear nowadays. I think when you're the era that you're speaking of, they didn't have so much fear and injected into the atmosphere. And I think that, um, fear is in our atmosphere and it's coming from all sides. It's not just coming from one party or the other. It's coming from everywhere. And so we are very fearful and, and, I, I think, because I've been thinking about this, like, why are we so afraid to have this conversation? Not this conversation, but whatever the topic is. Why are we so afraid to have the conversation? Um, and I, you know, and and talk about that gray area and talk about the middle and, and be able to um, list out the pros and cons of both of our topics. Because oftentimes I'll use us as an example just to get the visual, but oftentimes, you know, if two people are disagreeing on something, um, you know, I will tell you everything positive about my argument, right? And um, then I will tell you everything negative about your argument. And then you'll do the same thing. You'll talk about all the positives on your side and all the negatives on my side. We have to be brave enough. If we're ever going to get around this this is your tip for the podcast for the day.
0: <laughs> tip of the day tip brought to you day. by.
1: <laughs> if we're ever going to get around this and have a real conversation and be brave enough to enter it without all of the fear, we have to get to the point where each of us is able to list the pros and cons, the positives and negatives on our own side. We have to get there. We have to acknowledge, okay, here's, here's the right side about my argument, but here's the downside of what I'm telling you. And so what do you have to say? Okay, here's your positives and here's your negatives. Now let's put those four things side by side on the table and let's weigh them equally. We're so afraid to do that because we're afraid that we're not going to get something. We're afraid that we're going to lose. We're afraid that we're going to not be on the right side or we're going to miss out on something. And there's there's such a fear there that we cannot allow ourselves to just look at the simple pros and cons. That's what the philosophers did, right? They're just looking at the pros and cons of, of what, what the argument is. We can't be afraid of that, and I think that we are. I think that's why – and then we're shouting at the polar extremes, slinging arrows, and we're not even having a real conversation.
0: Well, the only way you're going to get to understanding is – and if you want to even go to the point of saying truth – is to understand both points because there's right. going to be pros and cons in both arguments exactly. people that are afraid of the movie cuties because of their reasons why they think it's a bad movie because of all the controversy there's pros and cons to it people that are uh, for the movie there's pros and cons for that and so when you come together you have an understanding one of the things that you said because before the the show we we're talking about the movie and I mentioned you know just for me personally watching it I'm not really one that gets hung up on these big movies like Tiger King was huge we talked about it I thought it was a dumb <laughs> thing ever and now um, she's
1: dancing with the stars yeah no, no i
0: know i thought it was a dumb thing but i watched episodes and, and and portions of it so i could kind of get an idea of what it was going on that's the same with this and i didn't really think it, i thought it was kind of a dumb movie personally myself i didn't get it but you said that's because you're a guy and so yeah there could be some uh your perspective on okay this is a young girl movie Guys might not understand the perspective of what they're coming from because we don't go through that. But yet, on the flip side, maybe from the women's perspective, because you were at one time, believe it or not, a young girl, you were going through some of these similar things, maybe just in different context, but but similar. And so yeah, again, absolutely. what's what's your personal background? You know, and that's the thing that we miss out. We miss out on people, like said, context would be the key word of the day. Where are people coming from? What is their experience? And we can't dismiss those feelings and those experiences because it's real to them. But we also have to be careful. Like the Boston newspaper reporter, Duke people are guilty because I was sexually assaulted, so I know. Okay, we can't dismiss the fact that you were assaulted, but you're skewed in your belief because of your experience. So there's a balance there. There's pros and cons in each. You experienced it. That is very valid, and what you're feeling is very true, but now your accusations turned out to be very wrong. Right, Ter- and on the
1: flip side of that, I'm sorry, no, I have no. to I have to add this, is because on the flip side of that, we also have a lot of acu- accusations that are true, and you have the person saying, I did not do that, of I did not do that, I did not do that, and they keep denying it until well, there's criminal. so much evidence that comes out that they can't deny it anymore. So there's that side of it, too, is that, that we're not, because people deny, 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 then we we attack, attack, attack because we know that so it's both yeah.
0: But I do want to say one thing, thing to the it. credit of the uh newspaper reporter, she did apologize. So she did, you know, take that. Um but, but still the point is is that yes, there's pros and cons to everything. And when we start talking about it in the gray, that's when we start to get understanding. Mm-hmm. That's when we're gonna start to be like, okay, this is you know cuz like from the muslim perspective from any perspective is going to be different from the christian perspective the european french perspective of making movies sexuality what's what's acceptable mm-hmm. there in, in customs and norms versus america is going to be different mm-hmm. versus other countries you know uh, i'd be curious what that what that film would be like in like you know a muslim country of like iraq or iran or something that's a little bit more stringent even you know it might be different even though it's muslim mm-hmm. it might be a different kind of muslim i don't know i'm just speculating um, but anyway so if you want, you can see the movie. Check it out for yourself and uh, decide for yourself what it is. Um, but the main thing is context, conversation, and realizing that your argument probably has pros and cons. And when we really start to talk about it and um, bring down that barrier, then we might get further understanding on a topic and a situation.
1: Do you understand me now?
0: I don't know. You're way, <laughs> way, way. It's going to take years to completely understand you. <laughs> Touché. We have just begun. <laughs> like the carpenters, we've only just begun. Hey, we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Hey, you can check us out on Instagram at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. There's a link in the bio. If you click the link, some options come up. You can buy merchandise from the swag shop. And then there's other areas that you can watch. If you like Pandora, if you like Spotify, if you have an Apple podcast account, your favorite places to listen to us are located on that link. Just click the button and you can listen to us and then also my personal instagram is at Edom rocks e-i-d-e-m-r-o-c-k-s at Edom rocks and you can check me out there different content than what you might find on the two steps head podcast and uh for you where can they find you
1: you can find me on instagram and facebook uh, but my my instagram is at tara hoke shiro t-a-r-a-h-o-k-e S C H I R O. And there was also a link there in my bio that will take you over to my website. There's a podcast video library there when all of our videos um, are stored there. And also the swag shop in my blog um, as well.
0: Follow her blog. She just got lit up in the last (laughs) post. And it's great stuff.
1: Actually, that was my, my Facebook um, I got hammered. It was very 80, uh, 80 slams. And then, um, I, and then I commented on it in my blog. So but you have to yeah.
0: follow her blog because it's, uh, <laughs> it's good stuff and it's different from what you get here. So, uh, yeah. follow her blog. You can find For it sure. at terashiro.com, right? Yes. It's there. on my
1: website, terashiro.com or on Instagram at Tara Hoke shiro. You can link, uh, click on the link in the bio,
0: follow her blog and, uh, find out more about her and why I have a hard time understanding her. <laughs> Hey, we're Two Steps ahead Podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Uh, take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Hey, remember, juju happens. Be kind and don't be an a-hole. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, guys.